to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Today, I'm speaking with actor Tamara Tomakili, who currently stars in Flex Off Broadway at Lincoln Center Theater's Mitzi E. Newhouse Theater through August 20th. The high-stakes play is written by Candrish Jones and directed by Liliana Blaine Cruz and follows the complex lives of the five members of the 1998 Lady Train High School basketball team. Inspired by the success of the WNBA, the team members dream of going pro, but before they can do so, they must first navigate the pressures of being young, black, and female in rural Arkansas. Tom Achille stars as Sidney Brown, the star shooting guard direct from California, much to the dismay of Captain Star Jones, who's played by Erica Matthews, and who was both literally and figuratively taught to play in the dirt. The rest of the all-star ensemble includes Brittany Belazaire, Renita Lewis, Sierra Monique, Christiana Clark, and Ebony Edwards, and they are, in every sense of the word, a team. As I tell Tamara during our chat, Flex is one of the most alive plays I've seen this season. High energy, high stakes, touching, affirming, funny. And as she tells me, the community and sisterhood that exists both in the play and amongst her fellow castmates have been the way into the production's success. We discussed the show's universality, covering issues such as religion, abortion, healthcare, queerness, blackness, class, community, and what seems to be an ongoing theme in the interviews I've done lately, breaking cycles. Now, here's my conversation with Tamara Tomakili. So, Flex, it is really one of the most alive plays I've seen this year, just so frenetic and joyous and intense and moving and funny. I loved it so much. Um, <laughs> performances are stunning. Writing is beautiful. Um, how have you been enjoying the run so far? Honestly, I've been falling in love with this play yeah. every single time I do it. And not just because it, it literally forces community on you, because that's what I feel like yeah, this show totally in so much. But it also was the thing that makes me fall in love with it every day is that I get to dive deeper into getting to know the other women in this cast or just these characters even more. Every night, it feels like it's always different. Um, so yeah, I just, I've been falling in love with it every single day. Every single day I wake up, I'm like, I am so grateful to do this. Yeah, it- Absolutely. Yeah. It's an absolutely great piece. And I mean, as a personal note, I grew up playing basketball. It absolutely pumped me full of adrenaline and nostalgia okay. to the point where I was just like, put me in coach. I'm ready. Even though I haven't played in like 15 yes. years. <laughs> I <laughs> so love great. that. I love that so That's much. so great. Yeah. So you play Sydney Brown, who is the star shooting guard on the Lady Train basketball team. And for better mm-hmm. or worse, the rival of captain and point guard's Stara. Um, first impressions, first read, what did you pick up from it? What did you pick up for your character? Um, the first thing I probably picked up was immediate confidence. Immediate confidence, mm-hmm. not in, I mean, of course, in her skills, but confidence in the way that she just kind of carries herself because of her skills. Um, sure. She's not yeah. afraid to talk about you know, things that make people uncomfortable. She's not afraid to call people out because 
either I, in my own mind, like backstory of Sydney coming from the Bay area, coming from Oakland in that part of the nineties yeah. was really rough, really rough. And that teaches you how to grow up faster. It teaches you how to be an advocate for yourself. And sadly, it's, you know, in the world of survival. But I think she learned from an early age that if I don't speak up and I don't walk with my held held my head held high, people are going to play me. So I think immediately that's what I got from Sydney, that this is a person that has gone through something. And because of that, she walks with her head held high. Yeah, especially as someone who's 17 and someone who's black yeah. and someone who's a young woman. Like, all these things are compounded, obviously. Yes. Yes. What excited you about her? What made you anxious about her? What made me excited was definitely the playfulness. I think <laughs> I I went after you see, I'm sure you like the halftime scene. That is probably oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> where she sex and stories. I think that made me excited to say, okay, yes, she's a very confident person, but she's also playful. She wants people to feel fun around her. She wants people to feel, you know, she wants her team to feel close together. She wants to get to know them. She wants to probably push them a little bit in their comfort zones because it makes them closer. Um, I think the thing that made me anxious though, if I had to be 100% honest, was kind of Sydney's skill set and the fact that she is very confident in sure. basketball. That was where my anxiety was majority of the time. Very fair. <laughs> How am I going to play this girl who is amazing? He won at it. Yeah. Completely. Uh, something that really struck me and also really appealed to me because I read the script when I got a copy after reading it is just how spelled out everything is, how much attention to detail there is in Kendris's notes, the song choices, the style, everything is really deliberate and is instantly meant to evoke the era. And you could tell how much of a love letter it was to her upbringing um, in just the time period in general. How... How did you find your place, I guess, among, amongst the specifics of her writing? I think I've, where I found myself in this was, and not to sound like a broken record, but the importance of community and sisterhood. I think yeah. that is where I started to melt into it. I'm like all these other factors of the world because I I was born in 1990, but I didn't grow. I wouldn't say that I grew up in 1990. Sure. I think I had small effects of it lingering into the 2000s, but that communal aspect of it was something that I could tap into right away. Or yeah, being a part of a team or being collaborative. I mean, the fact that we are actors in an ensemble creating a piece was already that kind of gateway into it. And I think with Candrace's work, that is so, yeah, it's, it's the crux of it for me, at least in my opinion, mm -hmm. it's the crux of it. So that if I, what I told myself leaning into that, and then I could layer everything else on top of it, knowing that I'm not trying to as an actor, push Sydney and like, oh, I have to be the star and everyone has to know who Sydney's character is. But yeah. how does Sydney fit within this team? How does Sydney fit within the group? Um, there was a lot of that dynamic after I realized that like, okay, so community is the big thing for, for me. Being a part of the team is my door in. Okay, how do I now build a character who wants to be here, but also is so confident in standing out and being her own person. 
I don't think I've ever read a play that is so rooted in what isn't said. Like she really says everything in the parentheticals, the establishing her space, the still seeing the sixth option, taking your shot, all the basketball yeah. language. Yeah. The yeah. audience isn't, they see the result, but they don't really get to see how the sausage is made. But the language of the show and how it's written and read really mir- mirrors what the audience sees still and what you guys are performing. Oh, and I think that for Candris, I, I mean, for whoever reads the play and, but especially for actors, I think that it takes a lot of that burden off of, oh, what choices, I mean, again, still making very clear choices, but like it t- takes that burden off of sure. what choice am I going to make or who are these women? It, it literally pivots you into that world and you're like, oh, okay, what does setting up a defensive move mean to me in my body, even though my character mm-hmm. is saying something mm-hmm. else? How do I physically approach that or, you know, uh, emotionally or tone wise, what does that mean? How do I carry that with what I'm saying? And it, it just, it's like it painted such a beautiful road for us or laid such a beautiful format for us to go in and bring color and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to paint some red on here. I'm going to paint some dark purple here. (laughs) Yeah. It felt good to be taken care of like that as an actor, to have a playwright intentionally Mm -hmm. because this is so it's so specific that you don't have to push so hard on it. All you have to do is lean into it and give me the color that you see. And it, it felt good. The process. Yeah. The rehearsal process is, has still to me is just like a dream. It's a dream. I've never experienced this before. Um, At its absolute roots, it's centered on these individuals who are trying their best to learn and survive and thrive and deal with all of the punches, um, like I said, of being young and black and female in the South and in America in the 90s and always, um, sex, relationships, going off to college, abortion, healthcare, obviously a very big plot point, religion. It's also about a family with a lot of love for each other, though, who have hit a wall in their communication. So for any antagonism the play has, any of the characters have for each other, it's incredibly universal despite it being quote unquote a play about sports, which it obviously just isn't. Yeah. Exactly. It touches on so much. And I think that's what I'm loving when I, you know, when people come up to us and they're like, Oh my God, I love this play. I, I loved this part of it because I felt very much like related to, or I related to that or, Oh, I've been around someone who's been an antagonist in my life and my work. <laughs> sure. It just touches so much into different things. And you would never expect that again, because it is so specific in itself. But I think what Candris has done, making it come so much from her heart and an ode to who she was just that universalness that, that, our our experiences are specific to us, but they're so universal to everyone else. If you just pay attention mm-hmm. and listen, you see where you, you you find yourself within this play or you find other people that you know within this play. If you just listen, because I mean, this world is a game. I mean, I don't want to say that for everyone else, but in my mind, sometimes this world is a game. Like we're all trying to figure out oh, what our roles are. How yeah. we- yeah, and how we can work together to make our dreams come true. It's very much that. And it's, yeah, she just sets it up so beautifully. Oh, <laughs> <it's> so <laughs> totally. And also just what move you have to make next to move forward. I mean, yeah. that's 
that's yeah. the thing of it all. And all of you play off of each other so beautifully that it feels like these friendships and animosities have been in place for years. Um, Brittany, Christiana, Renita, Sierra, and Ebony. Um, I'd love to talk specifically though about working and playing off of your co-star Erica. Um, as someone who was given a mild concussion during an argument by one of her former teammates, there was not a second place wow. that didn't feel realistic to me. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, you know, family love all that, but. Yeah. Fights be fights. <laughs> hey, for especially on teams <laughs> with hormones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yes. I mean, working with Erica, one thing is that I loved how we both were able to be honest with ourselves as 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 actors before this process, and the fact that we work. I don't want to say we work very, very differently, but we definitely have our own styles of like what drops us into the character. Mm. But one thing I do love so. about, um, I would say that for, I don't, I don't want to speak too much on what Erica does because she knows what sure. she does better, but I'm a person yeah. that definitely starts from movement more. I am very observant and, and body language is very important to me. So how I respond is very much through my body versus my words initially. So sometimes it's like, yeah. you know, it's a lot of head roll or it's a shoulder move oh, yeah. or it's a look at yeah. you so A lot of hair. Yeah. Oh, a lot of hair, like a lot of it is how do I extend the energy of what I'm trying to say into the world so that it's very specific to you. You know that I'm looking at you yeah. and I whip my hair. You know that I'm yes. very much upset. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's energy coming through all appendages. Oh, yeah. And I think working with Eric and her being so open to how I move and how I express myself. And she was, she's very perceptive as well. She is very observant of the things that I do. And I think she allows that to affect her. And then she gives me whatever she gives back. And I think the fact that we are so mm-hmm. in tune with each other, or we, we see each other in the room allows it to be alive and fresh and new every day, even though we're saying the same words. There are many times that, you know, what we expected to happen didn't happen, but we were able to kind of play off of each other. Let's say, for example, there was a night where she shot the free throw or she shot um, the shot in the first scene and it landed on my head and her character (laughs) immediately, I squinted and like pushed my hair back and she started laughing. And then because of that, (laughs) she fumbled some words and I was like, yeah, you you better fumble your words because you you wouldn't dare accept it. But like leaving that space open to actually seeing what's happening in the other actor to see what's happening with her allows us to like use that as an- as ammo against each other. But knowing that yeah. it's kind of from a place like I see you, but I'm going to use this against you right now. <laughs> it totally great. feels like ammo too. I love that. You know, it's always uh, pretty much set up star as somebody with big ambitions and a big sense of self who will do whatever it takes. But there isn't really this thing of like, there's the thing that happens in a lot of art and plays of here's your ride or die protagonist. They are in the right, no matter what anything, anyone against them is the antagonist. Mm -hmm. Sydney always feels like the communal bridge between the team, even with her own ego and star always feels like her own antagonist, which as a teenager holding herself to these very high standards. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's hard to, 
it's hard to not see her, want to see her growth. And like, and sometimes at least for this, yeah. it's sometimes you kind of have to be your worst enemy in order to realize that like, Oh, I need to do better. If I want to be better, I have to, I have to do better. And sometimes mm-hmm. people have to kind of excuse my French. People have to show you your ass and tell you about yourself. Oh yeah. What you think you're, you're doing to, move ahead in the world may not be what's right. And sometimes you have to, yeah, you have to have, even your, technically your enemy has to show you that for you to move forward. It's an enemy that's a reflection of self because at the same time, I mean, Sydney's at least in part an outsider to the rest of the girls who are all from the South, have all been together for a while, have the, has these like progressive California ideals. So there's this disconnect (laughs) with the, that's not how we do things down here, Uh whether or not it's right. I mean, she's always been seen from this place of privilege, even though she says making it would be as much of an escape for her as it would be for anybody else. Yeah, I think they, you know, this idea, again, that I don't want to say that. No, I do. Um, Every black experience is different. And I think that they, of course, when they see the way that Sydney moves or when they think of California, everybody has their their own opinions. But the truth about it is, is that this is still a black play and black people in the 90s in Oakland or even in Arkansas. I'm not going to sit here and say that there was sitting, you know, a lot of millionaires at that time, black millionaires. I don't know. I'm speaking from what I know, but in terms of community, especially if black basketball is her thing, like she's not, her mom is not sitting on millions. She probably still had to hustle. It was probably her, her mom in a one bedroom apartment or maybe a little townhouse, her mom going to work and her going to basketball practice. Trying to make things work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make things work. You got to, Sometimes you're going to eat noodles every night, you know, until mm-hmm. mom comes home to make dinner. <laughs> um, and I think her being honest about that with the team kind of bridges this this gap of like, okay, yeah, she has a different experience, but she is still kind of the same. And I think in that one on one scene with uh, with Stara and Sydney, so good. I think that is a little bit of where starts starts to unfold and allow Sydney to affect her because she's like. I did see you. I do see you. Like, you're right. I needed to be back. Yeah. She listens to her because it's, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world. But if someone's telling me about myself, maybe I should listen. Maybe this isn't the best way. Like me being an antagonist to this person who's an outsider is pushing the people that I love further away from me. Like, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that one block from you probably knocks some sense into her. Too. <laughs> Yeah. Wake up. That rattled my bones for like the third to last row. I was like, oh my God. Um, and speaking on that, I mean, I know you, you already mentioned your anxiety about the skill set and you've had to kind of master this additional skill set for the role. I know you worked with, um, Amber Bachelor, who's the founder mm-hmm. of Ladies Who Hoop. I, I would love to hear about that. I'd also love to hear about all of y'all working together to make this look and feel realistic because it does. Oh. It's again constantly grateful for the experience to work with with Coach Amber. Um, 
she was very honest with us up front and saying that, you know, this, we have to be realistic about what is here. You know, everybody has their own different experiences with basketball. We're also portraying 17 year old girls who are playing basketball. Yes, they've probably played for a long time, but they're also still in high school. Their bodies are different. Their bodies are sure. changing. So going through the, our basketball intensives, it was definitely kind of working on skill sets, kind of seeing where everyone's skill level was at and kind of going over the basics. Because I think a lot of these players that are out in the real world today, WNBA, NBA, whatever, they all build from the fundamentals of the basics. And I think that is what coach Amber drilled into us for like five to six weeks is let's get Mm. solid on because the more you handle the ball, the more the more you situate yourself in your body as a baller. It doesn't matter whether you can shoot or not. Like we know, we know the stats. No one's perfect all the time. But if you can carry yourself as a baller, if you can protect yourself as a baller, if you can see, you know, other your teammates as a baller as ballers, and 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 you can release some of that burden onto your teammates. Share, share you know, you'll be fine. Um, it was mm-hmm. a lot physically. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Power practices to two hour basketball oh, practices. After. So God. it was exhausting. Um, but I think that that built up our endurance. And I think that also built up our, our respect for each other as actors and as women doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For me, that was very important because of the anxiety to know that, the skill set that I brought in, not coming from like a basketball uh, background, but to know that I'm in a, in a group of women who still see me, who still respect that, who still encourage me. There was no judgment. There was no, yeah, no disrespect. It was, you know, if I missed it, come on, T, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's yeah. keep going. Let's do it again. Like, you got this. You got this. Every time I made something, yeah, you did that. You did that. You did that. You ate that. Like to have <laughs> that in in a place that is so yeah. When you're feeling so anxious, you're so scared. Where you're taking on so much of that that burden to be perfect at something you've never done before. It takes that ease. It takes yeah. It takes that weight, that burden away. To know that I, regardless, I'm I'm okay. I'm in a group of 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 people who who validate my existence as is my skill sets as is. And they're here to, they got my back regardless of what happens. You know, if I miss a shot, someone's yeah. there to rebound, there to rebound. If I drop the ball, Sierra's close to, to pick it up. You know, it's, it built that community for us. It built that team for us. It was, it was magical. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was beyond magical, especially at John Jay and the history of, you know, Ooh, yeah. of John Jay and Lincoln center Coach Amber brought that into the room as well. You're not, you're not just, you're creating work in a history, in a place that has history of artists creating work. Um, and that was another thing that kind of dropped on us is that like we're falling into a lineage and ancestry of artists, Black artists, and just even playing ball at John Jay, doing this work mm, at Lincoln. Yeah. You know, it may look different, but the essence is still in the ground. It's still in the air. And I, that I think spearheaded us into like, okay, let's go. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that communal aspect you just described, too, really mirrors the play. It all really fits in together the way that you all bonded over uh, this hurdle, honestly, that you had to overcome to learn how to play uh, and also to still be able to play with each other on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know it's written. Do you have the the freedom of the two different endings in both the 1v1 scene and the play as a whole, whether you miss or make the shot? It's still kind of, it, it still falls within, I think, the essence of the play. I think the one-on-one, yeah, the one-on-one I still think is like, it, it still falls within the essence. I think Star still learns yeah. whether she yeah free throw or not that yeah I wasn't I don't think I would be able to I don't think I would be here if she didn't call me out on that I don't think I would have seen how yeah my other teammates would treat me if Sydney didn't call me out if I kept getting my way I don't think I would be here and make this realization that one she can't hold me or I want to rematch but like it felt different to answer things on the court, doing the thing that I love to show up and yeah. <laughs> and confront the thing head on versus doing something sneaky behind. I think either way, she still learns that, yeah, it's maybe confronting it is better than doing something and sneaky behind the back or being, yeah, being Fact. evil behind. Um, and then the finale, the final scene, it, it yeah, whether we make that shot or not, I think we all realize again that it's, we come from a legacy of something. We did it together. So it had to be right, right? We, no one person stepped on another person to get there. So it mm-hmm. was right. I trusted in the process, mom. I won my ring. I trusted in the process and I threw the ball, but I missed it. But it had to be good, right? Like it, it, but I know that we're going to be okay because I have my friends, I have my team. And yeah, I think the, the two endings, even though they may be different, I still, I think they still come to the same place of Stara's realization and, and kind of the crux of the play is that like, yeah, sometimes when you give in to the thing, you'll, you'll win. And sometimes if you don't, that's also okay. But it's the feeling of how you went about it that lingers that's worth it beautiful well flex is playing at lct's mitzi e newhouse theater through sunday august 20th we're recording on wnba night but there are a few more nights and post show talk backs as well Hmm. whatever performance you can get to though it will be a great one uh tamara i have had a great time talking with you today thank you so much (laughs) thank you so much ashley this is fun i appreciate Uh it (laughs) 